Welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host KB, and I would like to introduce you to industry professionals and people who successfully made their path to the video game industry. I hope that you enjoy the podcast and get useful tips that will bring you closer to achieving your dreams. Now, let's get right into the podcast. Okay, everybody. So we're here tonight to talk about drawing and our current drawing Kickstarter. Basically, the point of the AMA is to answer questions about drawing and 2D art. So I'm going to promote twice in this. Once right now at the very beginning, I'm going to drop the Kickstarter link uh, into the uh, chat. The chat we'll be using is hash, what's it called? Hash AMA live channel. So I'm going to say hello everyone over there and then we'll just talk drawing and then I'll post the Kickstarter link again at the end. In fact, I don't even need to post it the first time because Lucy in her infinite efficiency has already done it. <laughs> I am joined this evening by the very bassy and um, and uh, what else are you sounding? Sophisticated sounding Grant. Grant, how are you? Not too bad, thank you. Very bassy, am I? <laughs> it's good, it's good. You sound like a, you sound like a radio broadcaster. Grant has a microphone that I'm very jealous of. So uh, questions wise, uh, what we normally do is we take preference for voice questions because it's more dynamic and exciting. Uh, But we don't want those of you who don't want to ask voice questions left out. So uh, next on the list would be the pre-asked questions, which is in a Google form uh, that several of you have filled out. We've got about 20 of those. And then third on the list would be people who ask questions at the last minute here in hash AMA live channel. So you'll get a chance to answer your questions. We're running a Kickstarter. Yay. It's been a while. (laughs) And thanks to Grant for making it look beautiful. This is the most pretty looking Kickstarter we've ever run because it's actually got some art in it. Kind of had to, didn't it? Indeed. (laughs) Awesome. So I think what we'll do while everybody gets warmed up is we'll answer one of the pre-asked questions and then anybody is welcome after that to pipe up in voice and uh, and ask a question. So Grant, is there one there that takes your fancy? Uh, We'll just go down the list, shall we? Um, So is this uh, about digital art course is so it yeah, just I'll, I'll, I'll read or... out the question verbatim for them and then you can start answering it grant so the question because they can't see what's Sounds on good. the screen so uh, the question is is yep. this about a digital art course is it just assets or also characters so let's answer these one bit at a time uh, grant is this about digital art so uh we're trying as much as possible to make it uh that you can do it with uh, pencil and paper or pen and paper depending on what sort of medium you have uh, but there will be aspects of it where we talk about digital art so um, what sort of graphics tablet you might want and all those sort of things. Um, we haven't completely um, sorted the curriculum out, but we're st- and we're still in the process of doing that. So if we're finding that lots of people are wanting to do pen and paper and hardly anybody digital, then we'll obviously swing it one way or the other. Uh, that's the thinking. Am I right, Ben? Does that make sense? Uh, uh, that, that was always my intention. So the fundamentals of teaching 2D art, don't, shouldn't, you shouldn't be distracted by the medium, in our opinion. Um, the, the medium is the icing on the cake. There are certain things you can do in digital you cannot do in paper, transparencies and layers and stuff like that that are nearly impossible to do on paper. But the core skills of, uh, as we've said in the Kickstarter, uh, you know, control over your hands, so the, um, the stroke and then the shape and then form and then flowing things into one another, all of that sort of stuff can be done regardless regardless of paper or digital. So we're making sure that people can follow along on paper. So that's the answer to the first bit. So is it just assets or also characters? So uh, again, Grant. Yep, so uh, we're doing uh, both assets, characters, uh, landscapes. We're trying to cover as much as possible um, so that you can think of a thought and put it down onto um, paper. That's the, that's the ideal anyway. 
Yeah, that's the, that's the, So just to check that you guys are able to engage with us in chat and that we're in the right place, uh, can a few of you just say hello over in hash AMA Live channel for me uh, on Discord? Just say hello or wave or something just so that we know that we're getting through. And if we want text feedback, we can we can ask for it. Just go do that in AMA oh. Live here. I've got a wave. Um, that's cool. Oh, here you go. <laughs> Lots of claps against the hello, everyone. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, and the next thing we're going to no, do before... Uh, ben. Yeah. Ben, just um, I can't type into AMA Live. Is that normal? <laughs> uh, it's not particularly normal. Uh, if somebody like uh, Mark is listening, uh, then maybe he could have a little tweak and, and fix that for Grant. Um, I don't know if Mark or any of the <laughs> moderators on Discord are listening. Uh, maybe we could allow Grant a bit of type in there. It actually looks like uh, nobody can type in there at the moment, and that is probably a setting. So Grant, you carry on answering this question in row 184. I'll try and fix that because I have, uh, I think I've got the rights to do that. Okay. I've got to work out how. No problem. So uh, there's another question, uh, part of the question, which does it cover design? Uh, will it also uh, cover character asset animation? We probably won't go into animation, but you would be able to, um, if you are able to draw, then you can kind of animate, but it just takes a lot longer, of course. Uh, in terms of design, I, it's not something we were thinking of covering, just in terms of, we were thinking about uh, whether you can draw or not. So can you draw characters? Can you draw uh, game assets? Um, design is a slightly different area, but uh, the skills certainly do lend themselves. I, I'm, I've done a lot of sort of design, graphic design work uh, in the past. Um, so my art skills have certainly influenced that. So there will be an element of that, but um, our focus is on learning to draw. Thanks, Grant. And then the final bit. With us. Um, yeah, I'm back with us and I've unlocked the chat and it is flowing like crazy. So um, the, the final bit of this question Ooh, is, we go, yeah. are we going to be doing animation? So the short answer in the current form of the Kickstarter is no. Uh, we are going to be teaching you to draw a frame rather than series of frames and stringing them together. However, it's a Kickstarter and you know us, uh, what tends to happen with Kickstarters is they tend to fund quite well. And when they fund quite well, we tend to go crazy and start uh, releasing stretch goals. Um, so I think that animation uh, could be an interesting flipbook style, basic flipbook style animation might be a candidate stretch goal. But let's get closer to the goal before we start laying out stretch goals and giving Grant 20 years of, uh, of work to do. <laughs> so, um, but yes, thank you for that feedback could easily be a good choice. So I would like to move straight on to the, actually, no, let's do what I said I was gonna do. Let's give somebody an opportunity to ask a voice question. So is anybody in the voice lounge wanna ask a question in voice? Hello. Hello. Uh, hello, sir. I have a question, but it is not related to the topic. Is that okay? Uh, not at this early stage in the chat, if you don't mind. I wanna keep it on topic, but do hold the thought. Uh, tell me what it's about rather than asking me what it is. What's the topic? It's about ballistics. Ballistics. Oh, yeah. No, I think we're not going to get to ballistics in this one because we do want to stay focused on those who want to learn about drawing. Um, but uh, watch out for a future AMA or ask through one of our many channels and we'd be happy to try and help. But to probably not on this one at this stage, maybe towards the end uh, of the, the AMA. But right now I want to focus on drawings. But thanks for asking first. That's awesome. Um, so. I will take another pre-asked question, then we'll go back to voice. How to learn to transfer what's created in the mind to an actual drawing? Well, this was the crux of it for me. As I said in the cheesy Kickstarter video that we made, it's really, I find it really envious when I can see somebody who, um, well, I am envious, I don't find it envious. I am envious when I see somebody who can take a picture they have in their mind of some crazy monster or some weird scene or some concept and just put it on paper. It's almost magical when that happens. And the ultimate goal of this course is for you to be able to do that, at least in a simple form. 
Um, how do you do it? I don't know. That's why we've employed the expert, which is uh, Grant. Grant, how do you even begin to take an idea from your crazy mind of yours and put it on paper? Yeah, it's there is a process to it. Um, I'm not saying that um, if we see sort of amazing concept art for games, uh, Naughty Dog and so forth, um, I'm not saying we'll get to that level. But uh, there is a process in the sense that you break it down into, so in your mind's eye, you can break down, let's say, we'll think of a mountain scene with a dragon or something. If we break that down into basic shapes and then build up slowly and uh, sort of create little thumbnails to start off with, uh, find the best, your favorite thumbnail, work on that, it, there is a process to it. So obviously, I can't go into detail and uh, talk about it in, in detail over the over Discord, but um, I, I can assure you that there is a process that we can work towards so we can get you as close as possible um, to uh, bringing things out of your mind's eye and onto paper. Thank you. Okay, so another uh, a first voice question about uh, drawing, learning to draw 2D art or anything directly related to it. If anybody wants to ask in Voice Lounge. Oh, shy this evening. Uh, hello, if hey. it's me again. Hey, how you doing? Since no one else is, uh, you know, doing it, I might as well. Sorry. Mm. So I am uh, in college for uh, woodworking, pretty much, and in high school, my specialization was woodworking designer. And so, as I guess you could call it a startup, I have a lot of. Uh, design and drawing um, education, if you will. So I was wondering uh, what kind of um, drawing does this um, uh, course focus on? Is it more like freehand or is it more structural? Yeah, so um, it's uh, certainly freehand and it's not, uh, so it will be thinking if you put, were to pick up a pen and paper, you would be able to sort of draw what's in your mind side, but there will be sort of structural aspects to it as well. So buildings and things like that, but it won't be sort of uh, the, the opposite is like uh, going into Blender and building shapes. Uh, it won't be that sort of technical way of doing things. It's very freehand uh, and we'll be learning uh, aspects of perspective and how to do sort of a slight technical drawing, but the most of it is very sort of organic. I think that makes sense anyway. <laughs> Thank you very much. Organic. Thanks for your question. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So we'll take one more voice question. I think people are starting to work out how to push to talk now, uh, and then we'll go dive back to the pre-asked questions. I'll let Lucy bring it to my attention if uh, if she wants us to answer a question from the chat that I miss. Um, Lucy, you can speak if you like. That would probably be the easiest way. Otherwise, just going kind to of repost it in the chat. Um, oh, okay. So Danjo is saying you have to set your own push to talk button uh, in in. Discord, so I'm giving you false information about the space bar. It's whatever you've set as push to talk. There may even be a software button on the screen. Anyway, um, how are we doing, you guys? Oh, you know what? It's offering that I share my screen. Do we risk that? Is there any point? Not really. <laughs> Maybe on a future AMA we'll try it. It seems that you can share your screen even to all of you guys, but I'm not going to do that right now, uh, but maybe on the next <laughs> AMA. Um, so any voice questions before we go back to a pre-asked question? They really want to Oh, yes, I can hear yeah. you. Awesome. Hey, my name is Sean. Hey, Sean. Hello, Sean. Hey, um, I'm, I just funded the Kickstarter. I was wondering, uh, since there's so many good courses by granting you guys on the 3D content, I'd really like to know how to go from 
a 2D drawing and the best practices to make it so I can eventually turn it into a 3D object. Oh, stonking yes. good question yeah. there. Um, we'll certainly be covering that. Um, yeah, we'll certainly be covering that in the course, actually, because uh, part of this is so you can, because the, the whole idea of doing sort of game assets and things is so that you could easily bring either the 2D assets into 2D games or to bring them into something like Blender and sort of draw over them like we did with the character course, if anybody's taken that. Uh, we, have a, we start with a background um, character turnaround, as it's often known. So we'll certainly be talking about how you can create those character turnarounds uh, for uh, taking across into a 3D program. So yes. Yeah, that's there. awesome. That's what I was looking for, the character turnaround. Does that work well for other objects besides characters? Yes, yeah, completely. Um, it, it, I just say characters because we did that in the character course, but um, pretty much anything you can do as, it's like technical drawing and then uh, tracing over it in Blender. Uh, it's the same process, yep. Not so useful for spheres, awesome for pure spheres, I guess. <laughs> what does a sphere <laughs> look like from a different angle, I wonder? Oh, it's still a sphere. <laughs> I guess it could be if it's got interesting stuff on the surface, right? If you wanted to convey what needs to be actually put on the sphere, maybe it's not so silly. Okay, cool. Let's go back to row 8186 of our spreadsheet grant, which is one of the pre-asked questions. Um, it would be great if it included 2D cutout animation, i.e. skeleton rigging, etc., um, with Tahoma 2D or Blender and game assets with Inkscape. So... Um, uh, that type before Grant answers, uh, basically, I'm confident that you will have the skills to do something like that with, without uh, after this course. Um, but just so that everybody who's listening knows what we mean by that, he's talking about bone-based animation, basically, where you take a um, you take 2D art pieces and you put like pivot points in, el like shoulders and elbows and whatever, and then you can make them move in the game engine. Can be quite quirky. Games like Stick It to the Man, I think, were animated like that, and many others. Um, so will you be able to do that type of 2D cutout uh, animation um, with this course? Absolutely, I would say. But Grant, do you want to say anything to that? Yeah, yeah, um, certainly. Um, we won't be going into the ins and outs of the software. Um, so um, I suppose um, it might be worth, whilst I'm creating things, to talk about uh, and I will talk about layers uh, in digital painting. And that's, um, if you've got a uh, a great drawing of a character, that's all you would do to turn it into a 2D sort of cutout animation. You would turn it into layers uh, and then you would animate each of those layers with, like Ben says, the pivot points and things. Uh, so uh, this will certainly give you uh, the starting points uh, for that process. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So I'm going to take a, a random question from the chat as it flies past. Um, and that is from Amethyst, 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 Am oh my God, I can't pronounce that, Amethyst, I'm going to say Amethyst. Would you guys want to have a section on HUD elements like health or anything else? That's a good idea. That's an interesting idea. I think fundamentally you'll be able to draw well enough to draw things like HUD elements. Um, so we're trying to focus on the fundamentals here rather than saying this is how you do X, Y, and Z, all these specific things. That The reality is if you're anything like me and a complete klutz with a, with a pen and paper, um, it's to take you from unable to even draw lines properly. One of the first things I learned uh, when prototyping all this with Grant is the difference between drawing from your wrist and drawing from your elbow, for example. Um, just being able to control the stroke that you're drawing um, is one of the very early, early skills and, and, and foundational to absolutely everything else you want to do. And then, and then you move on from there and build and build and build. Um, and a surprise, it's going to take a surprising amount of time to get your foundations strong. And once they are strong, you'll be able to turn your hand to anything, I would say. But Grant, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I have been thinking a lot about this um, and there will be elements of that. So 
Um, just simple items like uh, swords, potion bottles, um, hearts, all those sort of things that you could put on a heads up display uh, will start off doing. Um, and there will be aspects of it, but not completely because to do them really well uh, takes a certain path, which uh, is quite specialist. But you'll certainly have a good understanding of how you can uh, follow along that path. Hopefully that made sense. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much, Grant. Um, so what the questions, so, so the question like, uh, will it include substance painter or painting over 3D? No, not in this core learn to draw course, because we're just trying to take, give you the fundamentals of how to draw. Um, you will end up drawing basic concept art, you'll end up drawing characters, you'll end up drawing isometric sketches and up full 3D sketches and so on. Um, but things like Substance Painter, things like HUDs, things like what was the other cool stretch goal potential that somebody mentioned earlier, um, animation, like flipbook animation, those three ideas, what I'd love you guys to do is go to the comments section of the Kickstarter and say in there, hey, how about this? And then insert your idea as a stretch goal. And if you put the word stretch goal in there, that really helps us search. So go to the comments section of the Kickstarter and pop that in there. That will really help us as we start to head towards meeting our initial goal to think about what these stretch goals should be. Uh, and if we get anywhere near stretch goals, we'll end up with an announcement to discuss stretch goals. We want you guys to decide uh, what the more advanced ideas are. So I post a link in the chat um, and just add ideas with word, with phrase, stretch goals. Cool. We'll okay. Any other mojo. Whoa. Who's lost their what? Oh. Hey, Ben. It's Lucy. Hey, Lucy. <laughs> hey, Lucy. <laughs> hey. We had a question from Willstar Mojo and also Mixerblaze who wanted to know if it was going to teach the workflow for game art for people who already do TD, uh, 2D art. Are we going to teach the uh, yes, so, Grant? Yes, uh, is the, the answer to that. Yep. Um, so it's, it's actually that the workflow for creating game art is the same as any art, if I'm honest. It, uh, you sort of start with thumbnails, you, you come up with a, a design, you uh, you draw it out in rough and then you um, iterate, you know, you keep going and build upon it. So uh, it will follow that process. That, um, it, there won't be the same uh, emphasis, though, on the digital process because I don't want to um, push out those people um, who are just using pen and paper. And it comes, it sort of takes away from learning to draw and it becomes uh, how to use Photoshop or whatever it might be. And it, it, on that point, actually, I will be using Critter uh, as the main program of choice. Uh, uh, I might even put in some Procreate stuff as well, just in case people are using an iPad or something. But um, it's more about the fundamentals of learning to draw, but there will be the process, yes. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Lucy. Um, I thought you'd said, because of the way you piped in there, I, I thought you'd said we'd lost our mojo. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was from a from a, some chap that has a mojo in their name. Uh, so I thought you were saying something going wrong and that we You were... guys never lose your mojo. Oh, look, she says all the right things, knows all the right things to say. Um, thank you, Lucy. So any other voice questions uh, in the voice lounge before we go back to the pre-questions? Pre what did you say the uh, program that you would be using was? So it's, it's called Critter. It's a free program. That's uh, why I chose it. Uh, and it's a really good drawing program. I would say Photoshop is actually better, in my opinion, but that might be just that I'm more used to it, but I'm uh, using Critter for this one so that um, it's easily accessible. I've posted a link to what I hope is the right piece of software in, Thank the, you. Um, <laughs> in the Hash no AMA live channel, and it's K-R-I-T-A.org. I hope. That's the one, yep. Okay. I think so, I just um, answered, answered another question. 
uh, which is uh, what's, what's it like compared to paid software. It's really, really good, but I do prefer Photoshop, but I might be just a bit more used to Photoshop and the commands, but uh, Crit is really nice and it's got everything you need for um, yeah, digital drawing. And remember the other serious candidate these days is a, a tablet, if you've already got a tablet. Um, so you just, if you've got a tablet and you're drawing direct on the screen, in fact, they're probably, I would say they're probably better than Wacom tablets now, an iPad Pro or something. I don't know whether we've hit the inflection point, Grant, where it's, it's, it's better or at least as good as. Uh, there's some debate about that. If you go for a, um, a Cintiq, which is the top of the range uh, drawing display tablet, then an iPad isn't quite there yet, but they are about three thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's getting, the uh, fact but... it's getting close is interesting. So one thing for you guys who've already got tablets, just be aware there's a big difference between grabbing a tablet and a stylus pen for five quid. That's a capacitative pen. You'll know that because it's a big floppy rubber nib, um, and all that's trying to do is be your finger. Uh, and if uh, and that's great, but it's not going to give you the control you need. So what it'll let you do is draw on the screen as if it's your finger, but it won't know about tilt and it won't know about pressure. Um, for example. So um, just be aware of the hardware you're using. Um, we're aware that iPads and, and iPad pencils are very expensive, and I don't really know what the Android market's doing now uh, in terms of, and also, of course, you've got the Windows Surface, which have got good pens as well. So lots of options for you out there, uh, but don't forget pen and paper, just colored pencils is all you need uh, to get started. And I would encourage you to consider not getting distracted by the tools in this instance. Um, yeah. Yeah, good point. <laughs> So there is a, a, a kind of a tablet question here in row 191. So uh, I'd like to start with drawing on my Surface Pro 7 in order to practice for creating some stuff later on. However, I am struggling with the, at the how question. How should I start? Basic lines, some simple logos with something different. There are far too many tutorials out there. So, um, and each one says something different. So we've got an idea about how to start. We talked about it in the Kickstarter video. Uh, we start with stroke, right, Grant? We're just talking about how to control your hand, basically. Do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's the best place to start, getting the hand-eye coordination. It takes a bit of time, uh, probably about an hour or so anyway, doesn't it, to just get to use the uh, pen display and things and get used to that. And also you want to get used to things like the brushes and how they react and respond. Uh, but once you've got the basic sort of technical things, uh, then it's just sim uh, building up shapes nice and simply. That's how we're going to start off, uh, very sort of 2D, uh, building uh, tiny little characters, but 2D, sort of gamey. Uh, maybe some buildings, but again, all very sort of flat 2D as if you're playing a platform shooter sort of thing. Awesome. Thank you. And then we've got uh, a question about how long the course will be uh, in the pre-questions. Probably 20 hours is the par time. Could be as much as 40. We'd like it not to get that long, though. Um, as Basically, as short as possible, but as long as necessary to get you to the end goal of indie concept art, which means you can draw environments, you can draw characters, um, you can draw it at a concept art level. But for an indie game, please don't think that in, by the end of this course alone, you're going to be drawing a naughty dog piece of photorealistic concept art, because that has taken some of the most talented people in the world a long time to do. We're taking you the first step towards that, just like we've done with the Unity course, the Blender course, the Unreal course, etc. Our job is to get you going, get you unlocked, get you moving. Um, there have been a bunch of other questions about things like um, a couple of technical, specific technical questions about drawing that are a bit too advanced for us to answer in this AMA. But there is one here, that, like how do we make clothing look like it's tight to the skin and stuff? Well, that's pretty advanced, but there's one here that's quite a good one. Uh, what are some little details you could add to the, a sketch of a hand to make it look better, Grant? Somebody's trying to draw somebody's hand. Uh, and we're trying to do it quite mm. simply. What can we do to make it look better? Really good question, that one. Thank you, whoever asked it. 
Yeah, that is quite tough to answer, uh, but <laughs> uh, hands are very, very tough. Uh, if if you're struggling with them, then uh, I would suggest just making your character nice and simple. Think of sort of a Mickey Mouse type hands with sort of big fingers uh, or the Simpsons or something like that. Well, showing my age a bit here, but uh, those sort of cartoony type hands are a bit easier uh, to cope with than uh, the sort of hand as we see it. Um, but um, with everything, it is breaking it down into its 3D shape. So a good understanding of 3D shapes is really important. And I saw a really good, um, I can't remember who it was, but a good tutorial about drawing hands and um, always draw the forefinger and the thumb uh, before any of the other fingers that you put in. Uh, don't know whether that's going to help, but again, I probably need to show that with some examples. Uh, does that, do you think that answers it, Ben? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. Um, Somebody, somebody is making a little bit of background noise. I can't quite see who it is, but if you think you might be, then just pop yourself on mute if you're not speaking in the voice lounge. It would really keep it clean for everybody, especially in the recording. Thank you very much. So does anybody else want to ask a question in the voice lounge? Doesn't seem like it. Remember, you need to use your push to talk. Nope, that's cool. All right, so an update on the Kickstarter. We've done 11,600 of our of our 25,000 goal. We've got 30 days to go. Uh, oh, 11,624, thank you. Whoever just backed us, um, keeps changing. We've got 30 days to go. We did launch a few days early, some buffoon, namely me, um, with an audience. I was a buffoon on Zoom. Hey, that rhymes. Um, saying, hey guys, do you think it'll matter if I hit this big green publish button? Uh, and of course it published. Uh, We'd set a start date for the 10th. It was supposed to run from the 10th to the 10th, i.e. today until the 10th of December. Uh, and this button, strangely enough, set it live, by which time e Kickstarter emailed everybody and pushed notifications to their phones and there was no going back. So we're like, oh good, we're live. But anyway, today's the real launch, hence the AMA and thank you. So we are finishing on the hour, probably about five to the hour, it gives us about half an hour to go. So really like to get into, ideally in voice, um, continuing just to add value here and answer questions about drawing or about the meta subject of drawing which is your fears of drawing your concerns your am i good enough can i ever do it is it is it even worth starting how do i know whether i've got the talent for it do you even need talent for it all those type of questions real starter questions if you've got any of those types of questions ask them in voice lounge or ask them in the ama live channel <laughs> do we need talent okay grant do they need talent <laughs> Uh, no, uh, I don't think so. That's my personal opinion. Some will say that um, some some people seem to have managed to pick up a pen and uh, just draw anything straight straight away. And maybe they have talent, but um, I certainly wasn't like that. And uh, I just did it through practice. I think, and I think it's like most things in life uh, that if you are willing to uh, put the effort in and the time in, then you can get to a level that you want to. Uh, but it is uh, a time. Um, thing and I suppose it helps if you've got a great course that guides you along the way and tells you the shortcuts. So oh, smooth, <laughs> can't guess man. what that course, course is. Smooth talking, man. <laughs> I, I was actually going to use exactly the same analogy. So I don't have any research to back this, but it seems intuitive to me that anybody in any field can get to a certain level with either talent or hard work, but. If you want to be the best at something, let's say uh, just pick anything. Let's just say sprint, sprint hundred meter sprint, right? It's probably fair to say that anybody without an injury in good shape could probably train themselves to do 100 meter in under, I don't know, the figures, 16 seconds, let's say, you know, um, and you and you there's a whole bunch of people who could just always do the 100 meters in under 16 seconds and could, could do it from the time they were 10 years old till the time they were 80 years old and they didn't have to do any training um, and they're talented. They just can do it. 
and there's a bunch of artists that probably can just do it. Uh, there's also people who'd have to work like fury to get their time down there um, and maybe don't have the talent because they have to work so hard and would maybe never get their time under 10 seconds. But that does, what we're aiming for here is to get your 100 meter sprint to 16 seconds, not to 10 seconds, right? We're trying to get you to be a capable indie concept artist. So if you are setting your goals on becoming the world's best 2D artist or concept artist, you probably do need talent, to be honest, and to work hard for 10 years solidly on it. But if you want to just be a competent artist who can express your ideas on paper uh, and uh, make indie games with your art, then I would say, no, you don't need talent. You just need the hard work element. Remember, talent plus hard work. But also remember, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So basically, unless you are determined you're going to be the best in the world at it, don't worry about whether you've got talent. It is irrelevant. You can get to a certain level without so-called born talent. And there's always a big question mark over how much talent actually makes a difference. Clearly, it does in sports, in physical realms. Obviously, um, yeah. th there's an a genetic element to it. And there might be withdrawing. But at this level of game, it just doesn't matter. We're trying to, you've got so far to go from wherever you are now to your limit that don't worry about talent. So no, the short answer is you don't need it at this stage. Mm. Quite right. Um, do we know any professionals who started drawing from professionals who started drawing from a later age? That's a good question there. Grant, do you know people um, who started drawing pretty late? That's a, a good question, actually. I'm trying to think. I don't personally, uh, just because I've been in that sort of realm. And so if I know people that, um, that draw and so forth, they've been doing it since college or whatever. Um, so I can't particularly think of any. Um, although, uh, do you know, uh, it, in the Blender world that I am part of, <laughs> as you may know, uh, there's, a, there's a famous person called Blender Guru, and he's uh, m recently started uh, doing drawing and uh, sort of dedicating time each day. And he's becoming quite good um, and a, a decent level, I would say. So uh, it kind of shows that you can adopt it later on in life, uh, if, if that's what you're thinking. Is it, is it too late for me is the question, isn't it? Uh, but I, I really don't think it is. Uh, so. And I've seen lots of people who picked up Blender and things like that, which is a similar sort of um, difficulty level and, you know, how, how many steps it is and how much time you have to practice and so forth. Um, and they've become at a really good, decent level. So I think it is possible, um, in my opinion. I think the main disadvantage of starting late is just that you started late in that you've got less time to, compared to the person who's been doing it for a yeah. lot longer. But don't let that get magnified by looking at that person and saying, oh, they're better than me. So if somebody else started drawing at 10 years old and you don't start till you're 30, if you start looking at a 30 year old who's been doing it for 20 years, yeah, they started when they were 10 and you look at them next to you and go, well, you know, they're much better than me. Well, of course they are. They've been doing 20 years. You've been doing it 20 days. Um, and if you let that inspire you, wow, what could I be like in 20 years? You, you'll be great. If you let it demotivate you by saying, I'm never going to get that good. Well, then you're right. You won't. So just control your psychology with it and, um, and just understand that there is an element of just putting a lot of time in, um, having the right early tutoring uh, and early guidance and early challenges, and which is why we've chosen Grant to help, um, is, is vital. And it's going to make a huge difference to your, your long-term outcome. It's just the same as having the right coach as an athlete. So yeah, all right. Totally agree. <laughs> so One from course, Morgan, because so, he's asked it a couple of times. Yeah. Will the course cover color theory, lighting, and shading? 
Yes, basically. Um, we will talk about that. Um, I don't want to go too in-depth because I would say that it gets quite advanced uh, when you start, especially when you start talking about lighting. Uh, but I suppose there's basic lighting, isn't there, but, um, which we'll, we'll certainly talk about. But uh, lighting can be very challenging when you get to sort of light uh, streaming through trees and that sort of thing. So if you're thinking about those really lovely um, pieces that you see um, from on, on where is it, um, art station and so forth, where they've got the lighting just spot on. It's very, very hard. That's uh, something that I struggle with a lot. Um, but we're certainly talking about the basics because that's a really key essential part of um, artwork is understanding light and shade. Uh, color theory as well. Uh, but again, I don't want to um, make it difficult for those with pen and paper or uh, crayons or coloring pencils or whatever it might be. So uh, we work, we'll be limited to a degree and we need to sort of decide on how far we're going to push that, which we haven't completely decided on yet. Um, so uh, watch this space on that one. Yeah, colour theory in so far as get, getting an eye for what goes together rather than going to the Adobe colour picker and using that to determine the exact RGB colour that complements the other one type of thing. They're more advanced, but definitely we need you to understand what, what goes together well and what doesn't and, and perhaps why. Um, yeah. Mm. Cool. All right. So there's, um, yeah. there's another question here. Well, how is this different to the GIMP 2D course we already have? So the GIMP 2D course that Michael produced was great. It's a great pixel art course. It shows you how to do just pixel art starting, basically starting from a few pixels by a few pixels and growing a little bit from there. But basically you might as well call it a pixel art course focused on 2D, uh, on GIMP. Uh, this is learn to draw from scratch. This is our next big thing. This is, a, this is equivalent to, you know, our coding courses are learn to code by making games. So this is learn to draw by making game art. It's as big as that. So we are going for a wide audience. We're saying that anybody can learn to draw. We're saying that game art is a fun and engaging way to do it and that we're going to teach you all the fundamentals of how to draw so that you can propel yourself forward from the point that we leave you, just like all our developers have done with Unity and Unreal uh, and all our wonderful Blender artists have done with all the things they've created, many of which are far beyond anything we do in any of the courses. But our job is to get you started with real momentum and real confidence. Um, so, yeah, different in that way. Hopefully that makes sense. And Lucy, by the way, thank you. It's awesome when you ask the questions with your voice for people. So uh, the more of that we can have, the better. Please do pipe up. I just don't tell us again that we've lost our mojo because I got very sad about that. I can do that. Also worth um, mentioning, because I don't know that you said it, we have a special tier live at the moment on the Kickstarter um, for our community. We do, which is um, just valid for the next 48 hours. It's a special, special price for you guys. So if you're thinking of backing it and you can do it now, then you'll get it um, for less pennies than if you do it in a couple of days. That's the, the eight pound or whatever in your local currency community launch special tier. I think it's the uh, second tier up at the moment. It's not number limited, uh, but it is time limited. And so there you go. Okay, so Panda says goodbye, I think. I look forward to listening to the rest of this later. We're awesome and uh, we teach things in a comprehensive manner. Thank you for doing what we do, guys. Well, thank you for thanking us for doing what we do, <laughs> Panda. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so Matt is saying don't let people, don't let a late start put you off. Uh, so thanks for reiterating that, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Don't let a late start put you off. You can do whatever you turn your mind to. Brains are incredibly elastic. Uh, my mum had a stroke horribly recently uh, and really showed me about uh, elasticity or plasticity of the brain. Uh, you know, when she had it, she couldn't walk, she couldn't stand and she couldn't say a word. She was just babbling. 
Um, and she's now playing table tennis and talking with almost no speech problems just a few weeks or months later. Um, so it just shows how uh, much the brain can uh, fix itself and readjust itself as it needs to, even when bits of it are zapped, to use a technical term. So uh, please think positive. Having positive, juicy chemicals flowing around, just like kids do, you know, uh, and don't really think about the fact they might not be able to do it. Just keep that up. However old you are, just keep that up and keep believing you can learn it uh, and uh, just put the hard work in and you will get there. So Arctic Husky. Along those Ooh. motivation and positive lines, yep. um, a few people have asked, the course will be showing people how to practice effectively and stay motivated and um, kind of uh, if there'll be places where they can share their art to get feedback. So, um, yeah, could you speak a bit about the, I guess, the community side of the course? You should ask our community director, Lucy. Oh, that's you. <laughs> okay so forum 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 danjo says that's one thing absolutely so discord uh, on our discourse forum um we will have a whole new section for 2d art where you can share your art it'll stay there blah 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 so yep cool that's one place uh, discord uh, over here where we are now that will have somewhere that you can share um the community the course itself whether you're on udemy or on game dev tv you'll have the q a and in there you can share of course bear in mind that on game dev tv the q a is the forum it's just that each lecture is linked into the forum uh, so that's a bonus um yeah so there's at least there's going to be at least three places the q a the forum and the discord server as an absolute minimum that you can be sharing your art and i'm sure you guys will find other ways as well so yes definitely any more voice questions by the way anybody else want to ask a voice question this is sean again can you guys hear me yeah, perfect. Lee. Hey, Sean. <laughs> hey, um, is there a community where we would post homework from this course, or is it a hands-off style course where we just watch the content and do it on our own? No, I would, I would like Grant to be putting regular challenge calls to action in for you to challenge you to post your art into the Q and A, um, or preferably directly onto the onto the our forum. So the right place to share on any of our courses is in the forum. So if you're on Udemy, it's just a question of clicking a link against the lecture that says discussions for this lecture and or whatever it says these days and you click through and it goes to the forum and there'll be a, a post in there under 2d art tagged with a lecture name where you'll all be posting your results to those exercises um, and on game dev tv it's a little bit easier because those conversations are linked automatically below the lecture so yes please grant challenge them to share their stuff all the time every two seconds <laughs> yeah that's awesome thanks guys Morgan said, can you see my attempt at five minute cats and houses? Yeah, I should do that, shouldn't I? I challenged you guys on Facebook to draw cats and houses respectively and then didn't uh, didn't show you mine. So uh, yeah, if you show me yours, I'll show you mine. So I will have to do that. I'll make a note on my to-do list to do that in the next couple of days, guys. I can also share the house. So, so I can't draw for shit, I think is the technical term. And I spent some time with Grant and I drew a little blacksmith standing outside a house. Should we share that with him, Grant? Yeah, you, you're quite welcome to. <laughs> yeah, he, Grant wouldn't, because if he drew it, he'd be, he'd be really embarrassed. But this was an hour or so of working with Grant, <laughs> maybe a bit longer. Uh, I'll show you from, like, I literally, before this, could only draw, like, the house that is a square that has a little path leading up to it. So I'll just, I'll share you that, and uh, you can see how far I came in an hour or two, one-to-one uh, -one with Grant. I just wanted to check he actually knew what he was doing. It seems that he does. <laughs> I'll post that in the chat in two seconds. 
It's just a little dude, blacksmith, standing outside a place from somebody who can't really draw. Um, just to give you an idea. Yeah, I suppose it's worth saying that we were we were trying to we were studying different techniques and uh, different mediums as well. So um, it's uh, although it was an hour, there was a lot of chatting and so forth around it as, as well. But yeah, yeah, an hour of actual it's, drawing. It's better than I remember, actually, Ben. What's that? What's that, Grant? <laughs> it's better than I remember. Is it? Did you it's remember? Slightly better than I remember. <laughs> it was. A, it was. So, Rick yeah, wasn't impressed. Ben's blacksmith post pasting in AMA live channel now. So uh, when when you can see that once it loads up, I'll I'll just talk you through the kind of the, the struggles and where I start. There's a lot in there. I'll, I'll talk you through that drawing actually a little bit because from a complete beginner perspective, there's a lot to think about that I'd never even considered, and it give it'll give you an idea of what will be in the first couple of hours of the course. So let's give it a minute to upload. Grant, let me know when you can see it in the AMA live channel, and I'll. Yep, uh, yep. it's it's there for me. I can see it. Yep. You guys in AMA live channel, can you just give some sort of thumbs up or other reaction on it? I just want to see like a bunch of reactions firing to the to the Ben's blacksmith. I want to make sure you've actually can see it because for me, it's just two little kind of spinny blue dots. OK, you can see it. So let's click into it, everybody, and have a quick look. So, OK, it's a sketchy kind of drawing of a fat blacksmith outside a building. But there's a bit more to it than that. So when I one of the first things I, I learned with Grant here was uh, size. So, so stroke firstly, actually just drawing straight lines and reasonable looking curves, bit tricky. So we load of time just on getting the stroke right. And then there's the concept of things like desaturation into the distance. So subtle things like the further away something is from you, the less saturated the color looks. It looks washed out because the atmosphere makes it look washed out. So that's one of the ways to create some sense of depth that I would have never thought of. And then the tree on the right hand side, some specific ideas about how to just make the tree. Uh, little suggestive features here and there, little tufts. Uh, the bricks, look at the, the house at the bottom level. There are just a few bricks. Now I'd have never thought of doing that because I would be drawing, as soon as I committed to one brick, I would be drawing all the bricks. But then that not only takes forever, but it will probably end up looking rubbish. So Grant's suggestion was, hey, just draw the odd three bricks here and there. And then, of course, I'd draw bricks that are the size of somebody's head. And then, no, 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 smaller, brick-sized bricks, Ben. Uh, and so on. And then we have to think about the lines. So the lines are thicker under the wooden beams because that's where the shadow is being cast and and so on um, until eventually we got something that is not great by any stretch of the imagination, but is a lot better than I would have been able to do without the guidance. Uh, shading. There's a, the, the sun is implied to be in the top left of the image. So the blacksmith is casting a bit of a shadow. The house is casting a bit of a shadow. The proportions. How tall is somebody compared or a barrel compared to a, the height of a room, etc. What other sort of things did we put in here, Grant? Uh, very slight perspective. You can see the, the the pathway sort of vanishing into the distance. So there is a perspective line there, and that's one point perspective, uh, which we sort of talked about a bit. And the size of the trees as they get smaller as they go into the distance. Yeah. So from literally not being able to draw anything but that classic kiddie house that you draw, you know, at best kind of a square with a pitched roof and then like a little whatever, that silly kids drawing is about as good as I could do. An hour, a couple of hours, two, maybe two or three hours of actual practice. Um, I am now confident to recreate something like that. It takes me longer than I would hope it would take. It would take me you know, a while, but you should be to be there very, very quickly in the first couple of sections and then onwards and upwards from there. So anyway, that's my, uh, that was me working out what it's like to struggle to be a beginner. <laughs> so any other voice questions or any questions Lucy wants to uh, pull out? Somebody likes the chimney. Yeah, the chimney was the chimney's crazy. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> to the pre-asked questions, I think we've done enough of those. Um, anything else from anybody? 
Grant, you see anything in the chat scrolling back that you'd like to answer? Uh, yeah, just um, uh, uh, Milos, or I think that's how I pronounce it. Should we take this course like one to two hours daily or rush it? Um, well, it, with the course, it's important that there'll be challenges and spending a fair bit of time on those challenges is going to be important. So although there'll be um, 20, roughly around 20 hours and above um, content from me, uh, I'm hoping that there'll be uh, more hours uh, from you guys uh, where you're practicing and there'll be lots of challenges, but they won't be just uh, draw this challenge. It will be draw this several times and uh, do this change to it and so forth. So uh, that's the plan. And the more you do those challenges, the more you'll be ready for the next stage. Um, so in a sense, can you rush it? Can you sort of binge watch it? Uh, well, that's entirely up to you and your motivation. But um, I always find that uh, little and often is the best way with these things. Um, so maybe maybe that answers your question, Milos. Uh, Milos, I think it is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Grant. I've got a question, if it's possible. Absolutely. Go ahead. So in the course, is there going to be um, something like trying to draw something from a picture, um, like drawing grid lines and um, making something uh, look the same like on the picture? Ah, you know, that's an interesting one. It's a technique uh, which I... Uh, and my, um, I knew someone who did this, and you can get very sort of accurate drawings, but um, that's not the technique that I want to go down because that's it's very much like you're, you're copying a piece, um, which uh, might look good in terms of the output, but in terms of learning the fundamentals, it's, it's not, in my opinion, the best way to go. So I'd much rather there was a sort of looser feeling. And uh, certainly I'll be talking about using references, but gathering ideas from lots of different images so you can really create your own things and pull from your imagination. So um, yes, that's one of those techniques, isn't it, where you sort of take a picture of someone and sort of cut it into squares and then um, think, right, that's, uh, there's a dot there and there's a dot here. But that is really uh, very much uh, like you're a, a printer in a sense. Uh, and um, I think um, to learn to draw, so let's say you've got a person and you want to turn them into a caricature or a cartoon, uh, then you want to be able to understand how uh, the forms work together so that you can push those exaggerate those certain areas um, hopefully that answers your question anyway yes it does thank you so to answer chad's question we say we're going to teach drawing via games so we're going to teach but not by making games in this case so we're, i said we're going to learn to draw by creating game art so Unity and Unreal uh, teach you to, you know, that's learn to code by making games and you do actually make games. In Blender, you learn 3D modeling by using Blender. In this case, you're learning to draw by creating game art. So we're creating the art for games, which ultimately is just PNGs, TIFFs or, or Photoshop files um, or a scan of a piece of paper or a photograph of a piece of paper. All of that will count. By the way, you can literally uh, draw your game art on paper, photograph it with your phone and use that in the game. That would be a style that you could go for. Um, you know, you'd have to do a little bit of post-processing to make it look right and get the contrast right and the transparency around the edges and stuff. But you literally, uh, you literally could do that. Most people are going to end up gravitating to the dig digital, and that's fine. But it's we want you to focus on getting the the basics right um, uh, without getting too distracted by the tools. Any drawing tablets we can recommend? Well, I'd recommend the iPad Pro, but it's very expensive with a pencil or pencil two, ideally. Um, the Wacoms are all good. Um, what else have you got? Uh, the Wacom tablets are all good on the PC, whether or not it has a screen on it. What else do you recommend, Grant? Yeah, so I use XP Pen just because I've found them to be the most compatible. Um, I've tried, there's uh, 
quite the big brands. Obviously, Wacom is the biggest and uh, by far the most popular. Um, then it goes down to XP Pen, I would say, and Huion is in the same category. But I've found that the Huion just doesn't sometimes work with uh, for certain people. They contact me saying it doesn't work. Why is that? And I found I've had problems with it. So I'd always go for XP Pen or Wacom. Uh, Wacom, you know, you're going to get the support. Um, although it can be a little bit expensive if you buy something secondhand and send it off to be repaired. I know that's uh, an expensive thing. Um, but also there's a difference between display tablets and just ordinary pen tablets. Now, display tablets are really nice because you're drawing on the screen. Um, so it's a bit like you're drawing on a piece of paper, like the iPad as well. You're drawing on the tablet itself, whereas just a normal pen tablet, which is much cheaper, um, it just takes a little bit longer to get used to. But they are very, very good. Um, so they're actually often better than the display tablets because they don't have a screen to, and technology to worry about. So, but you've got to be looking up at the screen and uh, not looking at your uh, hand drawing. So it can be quite tricky. And it takes, I would say, about an hour, maybe two hours, just to get used to using a pen tablet. Well, once you do, uh, you'll be really thankful because there's lots of things uh, that you can use it for. I use it all the time when sculpting in Blender and text painting in Blender as well. Uh, and I, I know people actually use it just navigating their screens and things. Um, they are really well worth it. Um, so, and I think um, an XP pen, a good XP pen is about 40 pounds. Um, so uh, there are cheaper brands uh, which you can try out and give it a go. But I know for compatibility reasons, I always go XP pen or Wacom. Uh, so a couple of questions about lifetime membership. So somebody's noted that the only way you can get lifetime membership. So firstly, what is lifetime membership? It means that you get all our previous courses and all our future courses. Um, you just get them for one fixed fee. We've only ever offered lifetime membership during Kickstarter. So if you want to become a Game Dev TV lifetime member, then you need to do that during this Kickstarter. I'm not saying that we will only ever in the future offer lifetime membership during Kickstarter. I keep threatening to offer it, uh, but it will always be at this price or more currently 325 because as our portfolio of great courses gets bigger it gets more valuable um, and at the moment it's only ever been offered during kickstarters so and at the moment that's the only place we're offering it so uh, lifetime membership for what just to answer that's for uh, all of our courses previous courses and future courses you just get them so if somebody's already a lifetime member why would they back again people do do that and we're super grateful yes you're supporting the kickstarter you are doing more than just um, what you're basically doing is helping us to put out the world's best drawing course. That's what we're trying to do here. It's why the goal is relatively high. We're, uh, we we will make the course if we hit the funding goal. And if we make that course, we expect that in five years time, the course will still be around, still be being improved, still be being iterated on. And it really will help hundreds of thousands, if not a million plus people to learn to draw, which is going to have a significant impact on the indie gaming world, but also on a lot of people's confidence. Um, across the age ranges from kids who want to get into it to older people who just want to practice drawing. So you're doing something good for the world. I genuinely like to say by helping back the project um, and it shows interest. And by showing interest, we put in more interest, more resources and we build the course. So if you're already a lifetime member and you want to back it, it's just it just helps. It's hugely appreciated. And what's even more important to us is your opinion. So if you are backing the, uh, the Kickstarter, you, of course, will get all the Kickstarter only communications, the surveys, the communications, the posts that we send out to Kickstarter backers. And you will have a say as to the future of the course. So that's the fundamental reason to back this, apart from to make it happen and to get the course for yourself is to have your say in what's in it, particularly when it comes to stretch goals, but also in terms of the general syllabus in the conversations we'll be having uh, during the campaign. Because of course, at the moment, it's early days in the campaign. Hope all that makes sense. 
Mm. I, I have a question. Go for it. Oh, oh, I just figured that out. I'm sorry. You forgot it? No, I figured it out. Okay. Okay. No worries. I think, he's, I think he does no longer have a question. All right, no problem. So we've got about five minutes to go. If there are any more voice questions, that's cool. Uh, Lucy, are you seeing in the chat any, uh, like any summary uh, or common questions we need to answer? Any, anything we should address before we clock off? No, I think you guys have been really on top of it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Lucy. So we are recording this. I'm recording it at least two different ways. Uh, I'll process that recording tomorrow and we'll get it out into the Game Dev TV Extras course, which, of course, all Lifetime members get as well. Um, and, um, yeah, the reason I'm clocking off at 10, by the way, is because I'm going to go and play Factorio with Rick. Rick is uh, on his own at the moment for a few days and he needs some company. So I've got to stay up late and play Factorio with Rick and keep building our ridiculous machine. Um, so I'll say hello to Rick, to everybody. Um, Terry, what are you confused about? We don't want people confused. Um, do we, don't we get lifetime access with the courses we pay for anyway? Sorry. Okay, this is a really important question for people. Uh, is the difference between lifetime access and lifetime access? We probably shouldn't say lifetime access unless we're talking about lifetime members. So um, lifetime members get all our past and all our future courses as soon as they come out for one fixed fee. That's a lifetime member, a Game Dev TV lifetime member. A completely separate point. Anybody who guys buys a Game Dev TV course gets access to it for in quotes life now okay you might be 90 years old and game dev tv is doing something a different way and you can't get the course but in practical terms for life you get access to a given course so when you buy a course for game dev tv from game dev tv you keep access to it you can watch it whenever you want and one of the great things about the way we do courses is imagine you bought the unity course five years ago and you didn't take it for some reason shock horror and you decided today to take, start taking the Unity course, the great thing is it's up to date still because we keep updating stuff. Now, we won't need to update the drawing course as much as others because the technology is not changing as fast. But yet, so what we mean by lifetime access as opposed to lifetime membership is that when you buy a course, you can watch it whenever you want. And when you come back to it, we care about our courses, we care about you guys, it will still be up to date. So that's the difference between lifetime access and lifetime membership. Hopefully that makes sense. Grant, do you have any passing comments or parting comments either before we uh, before we head off? No, I think we've uh, we've we've done we've done well. Uh, thanks for all the questions from everybody. That's uh, it's been it's it's helped a lot actually to uh, figure out what people are thinking and uh, what we need to say about the course when we're advertising, as well as what we need to put into the course. So that's great. Uh, Terry, you sign up for lifetime membership on the Kickstarter. It's one of the tiers of the Kickstarter. Um, there's the link to the Kickstarter. Back now, back generously, really helps. Going to really change things for everybody. There'll be another AMA, at least one more AMA during the course of this Kickstarter, maybe two. And um, I look forward to another conversation when we should be starting to talk about things like stretch goals and other exciting topics. Thank you very much for being here, everybody. Uh, you will get a course completion certificate, Royal Chicken, but not a um, UCAS or otherwise certified uh, certificate. Your best, uh, your best certificate from the course is your portfolio. Take the course, exactly. make good yeah. stuff, show the people that you want to impress your good stuff will be better than any certificate you could ever come up with. And the key is that we really will teach you to make good stuff. Nod, nod. Uh, Grant is nodding like mad. So uh, you can't see that, but uh, he's obviously agreeing. Um, all right, guys, thank you all for being here. It's goodbye from me and goodbye from Grant. Me. <laughs> and Lucy, do you want to say goodbye? <laughs> and goodbye from me. <laughs> yeah. Bye, guys. Thanks very much. Thanks very much, everybody. Yeah.
Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find all GameDev.TV courses at courses.gamedev.tv slash courses or in the show notes with a 10% discount. Get started with your game development journey today.